Welcome to Black Bottom Saints with Alice Randall. I'm your host, Alice Randall. Each episode of this podcast will explore the life of a particular saint in the novel Black Bottom Saints, the rich history of the Black Bottom neighborhood, what the past has to tell us about the future, and end with a cocktail recipe. This podcast is for people who have and have not read Black Bottom Saints. Along the way, we'll be also talking about the play between history and fiction and how one informs the other. We hope a stop here is a little like meeting up with a talkative stranger in the lobby of Detroit's fabled Gotham Hotel. This week, I want to introduce you to Reverend Cook. The Reverend Cook, the saint we celebrate today on the 4th of July, is one of my favorite saints. He is a saint who well understands the power of nature to catalyze self-discovery, revive the self, restore the self. Because he understands this power, he founded two camps in Missouri, Rivercliff for boys and Derricot for girls, both in a tiny town called Bourbon, about 80 miles southwest of St. Louis. To fund these camps, in 1934, Reverend Cook created a yearly variety show called The Y Circus. Count Basie, Cab Calloway, Duke Ellington, Louis Jordan, Nat King Cole, Pearl Bailey, Eartha Kitt, Earl Hines, Sammy Davis Jr., and Ziggy Johnson himself, the narrator of Black Bottom Saints, all performed in Cook's Y Circus. And this is the strange thing. I will tell it in Ziggy's words. Quote, Cook's shows were James Cagney, Yankee Doodle Dandy Patriotic. He used a lot of red, white, and blue flags, plus military titles to keep the group organized. End quote. When I imagine Ziggy Johnson mentally turning to face the question, who should be the patron saint of Independence Day? I imagine the 54-year-old MC, newspaper columnist, and dean of the Ziggy Johnson School of the Theater, perplexed for a moment. It's not easy to be Black and patriotic on Independence Day. I imagined him to be perplexed for a moment, then to start chuckling to himself in his hospital bed as he realized that the right choice the person who made being Black and joyful on Independence Day a lived reality, the Reverend Cook, was hiding in plain sight in Ziggy's own column in the Michigan Chronicle. Over the years, the right choice the Reverend Cook had paraded through and been lauded in many of Ziggy's columns, just as he paraded through Ziggy's memory and towered in Ziggy's mind as a muse and mentor. Cook being the exactly right choice had everything to do with Ziggy's understanding that his school of the theater was a citizenship school. Ziggy's ambition was to nurture Black children into being powerful citizens. Ziggy wasn't teaching dance any more than Cook was teaching baton throwing. Cook and Ziggy were teaching boys and girls how to twirl, march, stroll, and stride their Black bodies into voting booths, into congressional offices, into the presidency, into a new relationship with America that would transform America, a relationship that would bring the American ideal steps closer to being an American reality. 
a relationship that would save the phrase, quote, we the people, unquote, from being a sham and a shame. For Ziggy, one man who best inspired and instructed just how to do that with cool grace and faith was the Reverend Cook. Before the Reverend Cook was a black bottom saints in Ziggy's hagiography slash Saints Day book, Black Bottom Saints, the Reverend Cook was a minister in St. Louis who played a key role in founding four significant Black institutions committed to serving Black youth, the Pine Street Y, a branch of the YMCA, two camps, and a yearly pageant. All four of these institutions in Ziggy's mind functioned as citizenship academies. Cook's yearly pageant was called the Y Circus. It was the inspiration for Ziggy's yearly Youth Colossal. And the camps were the inspiration for Ziggy's School of the Theater. Because Reverend Cook was a Black person who found an honest way to celebrate America's birthday while honoring Black lives and improving Black futures, Cook was a person Ziggy wanted his students to be thinking about on the 4th of July. I imagine it came to Ziggy in a firecracker flash, loud and bright. The Reverend Cook had to be the patron saint of Independence Day. Why? Because the Reverend Cook redefined what it meant to be an American patriot. For Cook to be an American patriot was to empower young people to include themselves in the life of the nation when the nation didn't include them. For Cook to be an American patriot was to celebrate the ideals of the Republic by turning them into lived realities in the lives of Black children. He preached entire sermons about this, and he didn't do it in a church. He gave his sermon in song and in stones. He gave his sermon with a musical extravaganza show and with two camps. So Ziggy who ran to the church of the secular sacred, the nightclubs, the show bars, the corner bars, the holes in the wall, the taverns of Detroit, every chance he got, and out to the woods of Idlewild and the green acres of Belle Isle, when he could, loved a sermon in song. And Ziggy loved a sermon in stone. So he loved Reverend Cook for those sermons and for saving the 4th of July. Yep, Reverend Cook had to be the patron saint for the movable feast of Independence Day in Ziggy's Saints Day book because he saved the 4th of July. Independence Day in Black Bottom, the historical place, and in Black Bottom, Saints the Novel, is a holiday that is all kinds of hot and hard. Frederick Douglass famously wrote, what to the American slave is the 4th of July? I answer a day that reveals to him more than other days in the year, the gross injustice and cruelty to which he is the constant victim. To him, your celebration is a sham, your boasted liberty and unholy license, your national greatness, swelling vanity, your sounds of rejoicing are empty and heartless, your denunciation of tyrants, brass-fronted imprudence. Your shouts of liberty and equality, hollow mockery. Your prayers and hymns, your sermons and thanksgivings, with all your religious parade and solemnity, are to him mere bombast, fraud, deception, 
impiety and hypocrisy, a thin veil to cover up crimes that would disgrace a nation of savages. There's not a nation on earth guilty of practices more shocking and bloody than are the people of these United States at this very hour. Those are Frederick Douglass's words. I imagine many students at Black Bottom's fabled Miller High School, an all-Black high school in Black Bottom, newly arrived from the countryside around Selma or the city of Birmingham or Mobile, reading Douglass's words and wondered out loud, what to the Negro resident of Alabama is your 4th of July? For many people in Black Bottom in the 40s and 50s, the answer would be a sham and a shame. Most of their relatives in Alabama couldn't vote. There were no Black senators, no Black Supreme Court justices, no Black governors, no Black person would be elected to be an American governor until 1989, until Douglas Wilder was elected. He was sworn in and began serving in January of 1990. What to the Negro is the 4th of July? The Reverend Cook, born just as the 19th century turned into the 20th, had a very personal and very original answer to this question. For the Reverend Cook, the 4th of July was something he could use to transform an American lie into an American truth. He repurposed all the red, white, and blue bunting, all the pro-American jingoism into a variety show that raised funds that fueled two all-Black camps. According to Ziggy, the shows were Cook's way of saying, I am America and America better claim me. They were also his way of asking this question that is so important this year, 2021. What does it mean to be a patriot? For Cook, being a patriot meant providing a safe and sheltering space for children. It meant unselfishly contributing to a future he would not see by improving the lives of children. Patriotism was for Cook a commitment to making the American ideal and American real for all, intentionally or unintentionally, Cook worked to heal the trauma woven into the fabric of the founding of the nation. Trauma, particularly in the forms of racism and sexual violence, is woven into the fabric of our American founding. 41 of the original 56 signers of the Declaration of Independence owned slaves, including New Yorker John Jay, a prominent abolitionist. How complex a trauma it would have been to be owned by John Jay, who knew he shouldn't even as he bought and sold you. And trauma in the form of land theft is woven into the fabric of the founding as well. The American story begins with stolen lives and stolen lands. The land where Cook's camps were founded was once home to the Osage people and other Native American tribes whose lives bodies and lands were stolen. And yet Cook, with his passion for camping, for surrounding students in nature, found a way to create sparks of knowing, of new and old ways of knowing, of relating to the land passionately and profoundly, ways that acknowledge a sacred power in the land and a sacred respect for the lives of people of color. 
In 2012, the temperature in Detroit reached 102 degrees Fahrenheit on the 4th of July. The year I was born, the high was 84. But in the last summer of Ziggy's life, the summer of 1967, the summer of what was once called the Detroit riot, what we now know as the Detroit rebellion, the daily average on the 4th of July was 59 degrees. The low was 54. When I imagine Ziggy writing Cook's profile, the shortest profile in the novel in Ziggy's Saints Day book, I imagined him thinking of Cook as harmonizing with the high, hot, and righteous anger Douglas felt when he wrote about the 4th of July and harmonizing with the hot and righteous anger George Stanley feels on the 4th of July in 1967 when he shoots his rifle into the sky. I imagine Cook harmonizing by adding a cool low note that suggested a way to reclaim a commitment to freedom by putting our own Black bodies in nature beneath skies that connected to Africa to acclaim our agency and claim America as a country worthy of our love because we too are American. We too are the people and we too are most lovable. This day, let us think like Cook. Let us think of what we are building, not for ourselves, but for a future that we won't live to see. A thing Cook and Ziggy understand, the only way to redeem the sins of the past, including the sins visited upon us, is to build a better future, not for ourselves, but with radical generosity for others. For me, part of that building a better future is to choose a new national anthem, one that doesn't contain within it an honoring of slavery. Until we get that new national anthem, I'm going to use my favorite American anthem, one that I imagine was sung many, many times at Camp Rivercliff and Dairywood with Reverend Cook's voice rising high in the mix, a song that began as a poem by James Weldon Johnson before his brother added the music, a song poem that I send out to everyone around the world this year, this 4th of July. Lift every voice and sing till earth and heaven ring, ring with the harmonies of liberty. Let our rejoicing rise high as the listening skies. Let it resound loud as the rolling sea. Sing a song full of the faith that the dark past has taught us. Sing a song full of the hope that the present has brought us, facing the rising sun of our new day begun. Let us march on to victory is won. Stony the road we trod, bitter the chastening rod, felt in the days when hope unborn had died. Yet with a steady beat have not our weary feet come to the place for which our father sighed. We have come over a way that with tears has been watered. We have come treading our path through the blood of the slaughtered, out from the gloomy past till we stand at last where the white gleam of our bright star is cast. 
God of our weary years, God of our silent tears, thou who has brought us thus far on the way, thou who has by thy light led us to the light. Keep us forever in the path, we pray. Lest our feet stray from the places, our God, where we met thee, lest our hearts drunk with the wine of the world, we forget thee, shadowed beneath thy hand, may we forever stand true to our God, true to our native land, our native land. This 4th of July, I'm going to mix up a monument to one of the institutions Cook helped create and imagine troops of his kids singing, lift every voice. Patriotism for Ziggy looks like facing the truth, facing history, and building a better future for all founded on the responsibility of making the American dream an American reality. He learned that performing in the Wise Circus, and he taught it to me at the Ziggy Johnson School of the Theater. For Cook and for Ziggy, patriotism does not involve storming the Capitol. It is not rooted in war. It is rooted in love and in nature, and it is tethered to a better future for all. It is not a commitment to failing to acknowledge stolen lives and stolen lands. It is a commitment to acknowledging stolen lives and stolen lands. It is not a lie about stolen elections to hide the reality of stolen lives, stolen lands, and stolen innocence. It's a commitment to voting rights for all. Patriotism, Cook and Ziggy style, might best be called matriotism. It is rooted in Mother Earth, Mother Love, in all the fertile and fecund possibilities rooted in the faith Cook preached in songs and in stones, rooted in knowing that there is enough for all, for we, for each, and we will share with bold grace and with insistence on no more and no less than our fair share. Libation for the feast day of the Reverend Cook, the Pine Street Y. One lemon juiced, one teaspoon of bar sugar, one chilled bottle of high quality ginger ale, fruit and berries for garnish. Pour the lemon juice into a tall glass. Add sugar, stir, Top with ginger ale, then fruit. Savor. Next week, we will discuss Black Bottom Saint Cordy King. Until then, keep zagging with Ziggy and living the Black Bottom truth. Joy is radical and joy is patriotic. This podcast was produced by Chelsea Crowell and Aaron McAnally. The theme from Black Bottom Saints was written and recorded by Lewis York. Nashville Women Blues was recorded by Reese Palmer and written by Bessie Smith. The novel Black Bottom Saints is published by Amistad, HarperCollins, and is available at your favorite bookstore and on Audible. Find out more at alicerandall.com. Down.